That's it. That's it, okay. Hey, welcome. Hi, we are Chicago's Untitled Beatles podcast. Give it up for Chicago. All right, if you don't know who we are, we're probably going to bother you. This will probably be... Untitled Beatles podcast. Are we recording? Yeah, we're rolling. (laughs) Hey, all right. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to the Fest for Beatles fans, originally called Beatlefest until I think there might have been a lawsuit threatened. That there that was right? a yeah, so Beatle Fest for many years was a thing, and then it became the fest for Beatle fans because these yeah. nice people don't want to be sued. It's true. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Welcome to the show. Applaud for ourselves. <laughs> I love that routine and comedy. We have no material. Let's clap for a few minutes. Thank you for finding us here in the SeaTac room or the grunge room, we like to call grunge it. Room. Um I'm my name's Tony. And I'm TJ Shanoff, and we are kind of alumni of the Second City in Chicago. Yeah. When the pandemic started, we decided, hey, we're unemployed. We're broke. We enjoy uh, drinking, and we enjoy edibles, and we love the Beatles, so let's do all three of those and record it. And thus was (laughs) begun the Untitled Beatles podcast. It's true, man. It's true. Yeah, we met 20 years ago on uh, a gig, a Second City gig. I was a drummer. You were on the piano. Playing the keys, yeah. And yeah, you played some Lady Madonna, and I just hopped in on the drums, and then we discovered our love for the Beatles. We started talking about the Beatles like 20 years ago. We, we never stopped. We never stopped. And the arrangement Lady Madonna and I played was the, who's got wings over America? It's the kind of, if you notice, Paul sits down, and he starts. He almost boogies more. It's Paul in concert doing Beatles stuff for, in 76 for the first time since you know, the breakup. I mean, other than like Long Tall Sally, right? So the excitement we shared over not just Lady Madonna, but doing this cool, like, all right, this is a cool live version of Paul with Wings doing it. And then we did the seven minute version of Let Him In and took a nap. <laughs> Let Him In and Wings Over America goes a little long. Paul's got a tendency to, hey, Paul, you can fade Let Him In out at like four minutes. <laughs> oh, TJ, you think because this is a live episode, you can avoid fact checking? Not so fast, my friend. The version of Let Him In on Wings Over America is only four minutes, eight seconds long, a full minute shorter than the original studio track on wings at the speed of sound. So we met and we love the Beatles very much. Yeah, man. And our producer, Casey, could not be here today. Uh, Otherwise, our setup would have gone much more smooth. As you can see, this is like... I don't know if anyone's ever done psychedelics, but this is what like (laughs) your house looks like. Anyway. (laughs) Criminal activity. There will be prizes. We're giving some of our Beatle junk away and the the low (laughs) threshold for how we give it away. In fact, it might annoy you. So we'll see. Yeah, man. So we're going to talk about the Beatle Fest, uh, Fest for Beatle fans. Uh, We're going to talk about some of our favorite live moments from the Beatles shows. And uh, yeah, fabulous prize giveaways. We should say we do have our... uh, our fact-checking robot, P3Z Nuts, is here. Mm-hmm. So anytime we have, uh, you know... <laughs> oh, that tepid applause for P3Z Nuts? That's the sound of my job security. Anytime we make a mistake uh, on the air, P3Z Nuts corrects us. So this is a Jimmy Nickel model, as you can yes. see. Raise your hands if you're yeah. Jimmy Nickel fans in the room. <laughs> you got one Jimmy Nickel fan. Are we Jimmy Nickel over Ringo? Are we unified? <laughs> You go, well, I'm, I'm, Ringo's still above Pete Best, but you go Jimmy, Andy, Alan. Alan, Alan White, Andy White. Alan Thick. <laughs> can't say, you can't call him that anymore, Tony. <laughs> Don't call Alan Thick Thick anymore. Yeah. Um, 
cancel Alan Thicke, and I mean it. He might be dead. <laughs> exactly. Is, Al- is Alan Thicke dead? No. No, he's alive. All right, Alan Thicke is No, he is, he is dead. All right. <laughs> I, I was thinking of his son. Alan Thicke bands. Later, we're going to really dissect Ram. In the interim, we're doing this. Uh, so, yeah, Tony, <laughs> yeah, please man. take it, Tony. Okay. Oh. We... Take it, Tony. <laughs> Thank you. See, we got... Thank God we spent like 400 bucks on this thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's happening. Okay, uh, before we get to our topics at hand, we should mention that we have to mention our sponsor, uh, Kenny Rogers Roasters. Uh, If you enjoy the Fest for Beatles fans, you're going to love the Fest for Kenny Rogers fans and delicious rotisserie chicken enthusiasts, which is happening in the Manila area soon. (laughs) So look for that. All right. Great. Teacher says, update your visa. (laughs) Okay. So thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. Thanks for finding us. Uh, Let's talk about, this is your first Beetlefest in what? In, since 2010, I've been coming to Beetlefest since 1981. I was one of those weird little kid, I was the Beetle nerd growing up, brought some memorabilia, but this is a program from Beetlefest 81, back when it was held in downtown Chicago, I'm born and raised on the north side of Chicago, and it used to be at the Hyatt, used to be at the Hyatt uh, right on uh, Wacker, and uh, then it moved to Rosemont in the early 80s, but yeah, my first, this is an original, I love this, a promo in here for George Harrison's Somewhere in England album. There you go. Which is such a great, that's the famously, he and Warner Brothers had an argument over the track listing of this and they had to go back and he issued songs. I think Blood from a Clone came out of Warner Brothers not liking the original stuff like Flying Hour and all that. But yeah, and and if anyone from the Chicago area, there's a great downtown record store for a while called Rolling Stone. And ironically enough, Rolling Stone had one of the best selections of Beatles stuff in the city. They yeah, had man. like they went like 15 <laughs> vinyl deep by the early 90s of every Beatles title, the American stuff, the UK reissue stuff. Fun ad in 1981 of the entire Beatles catalog. And it's great to think like I'm born in 74. Tony's a 75er. Yeah. As that's, they call that's, it, what, that's what I've known you? as in born my neighborhood. In I'm a 75er, yeah. One of the old time 75ers. <laughs> But yeah, so like we're part of that era where growing up with the Beatles and loving them that young, in 81, this is still worthy of promoting. They'd been broken up for 11 years, and there's a full-page ad for the Beatles catalog. There's no other band in the world that gets that kind of rightful love, and that's the thing that keeps us interested over and over and over again in this topic we discuss Mm -hmm. endlessly. So yeah, these are old programs. I got random pictures of me as a little kid with a lot more hair. At some point, I made a higher being angry, and all the hair went away. But <laughs> in the in the interim, I got pictures of me as a kid at Beetlefest, and later we can look at these and cry when my wife and kid get here. Um, but yeah, so I mean, under the stairs, look for that. I, I don't think it's on the schedule. They are asking for money. We're in comedy, so be Venmo them. You got a few bucks. Pay my wife. Hashtag pay my wife. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, but yeah, so I've been coming here on and off, but because of marriage and life, this is my first Beetle Fest. Sorry, can you uh, buzz oh, yeah, me? Oh, yeah. My ah. fest for Beetle fans Thank you. since 2010, and it's great to be back. How many of y'all have been here before? Like many years? If you, who's Many years? So you've all seen it change. The flea market, we've only been here a little bit. Yeah. I remember when the flea market was like wall to wall and like a massive... 
Yeah, like has yeah. that for those of you and like I'm not let's cancel Beetlefest until they get the ple- um <laughs> cancel the Lapidos family. What are we what, doing? What happened? <laughs> Got so weird. Man. Um I still want a free shirt. Um yeah, when did those of you who've been here like I've had a a, a 13 year gap. Those of you who've been here, when did it start to change? Well, COVID changed a lot of things because yeah. it was a two-year span with Millfest. And then before COVID, the, the marketplace and the, the, you know, the flea market would be downstairs. I remember in the corner. At least three different rooms of people selling stuff. Yeah. And then now it's just one room and only one guy selling records and one guy selling old books. Yeah. yeah. I also think like technology might have had a hand at, you know, everything's streaming now, like, we are less tactile, we're less buying physical product, and I don't know. We used to go to record shows as well, like the Hillside yeah. Hotel and around here, and that was the vibe of, yeah, well, of that's the marketplace. The cool thing of the, the marketplace for years, if you remember this, it was like a record show, but all Beatles. So, and like, I mean, I love looking at, I mean, it's, I love all kinds of music, but like the idea of having endless records that are just Beatles or Beatles adjacent, especially as a little kid was like, like candy. It was like heaven to see that. So part, part of my heart broke yeah. when we walked in an hour or so ago and it was like, oh, it's a little, and I love the Beatle Fest store. All the merchandise is great, but that used to be a little kind of pocket. Now it's like 60%. And that's, you know, I, I wish everyone the best, but like I miss the old dealers. I miss my dealer from college. Can we talk about this in an open environment? He may be in prison. In fact, he gone. He gone. <laughs> Maybe he can help us clean up after this <laughs> right. mess. We've... Hey, do we see any pictures of you? I want to see pictures Let of you. Let me find out. Do we a, see any a of those? Quick one. Well, here's, here's a fun one uh, as we find this. You know, because it's a podcast. We got to see these Show pictures. pictures. <laughs> I was on, uh, I took a screenshot. I was on ABC Channel 7 in 1984 as a nine year old Beatle fanatic, and they came came to my apartment on the north side of Chicago and they there took uh, they filmed they interviewed me and I would was talking about the death of John Lennon real morbid stuff for a 10 year old I was really uh, that kid and uh, yeah this is me at Beetlefest 82 holding a rarities promo <laughs> poster oh, that's, that's awesome. about the size of me um, this is 19 okay this is 1984 this is the flea market at Beetlefest that's me this is here that's cool man and I mean digging through crates of vinyl guys these were everywhere and it's a little it hurt my heart a little bit to kind of see that but yeah and then there's yeah this is Beetlefest 80 you know 80 82 this is my uh, show and tell in uh, fourth grade with the ebony and ivory and the I'm stepping out John Lennon picture oh. sleeve <laughs> that now are worth nothing because I put thumbtacks in them. If I, I'm not a violent guy, but I would love to kick 10-year-old <laughs> TJ's ass for putting a thumbtack in a Japanese Lady Madonna inner light. What are you thinking? TJ must collect all the you almost bought a Penny Lane. That they have a promo only Penny Lane at one of the at the marketplace today, going for what thirty bucks, I think. Yeah. You almost bought it, so it's still on the market. If anyone's interested in one, does of anyone here know what makes the weird promo of Penny Lane so cool and unique? Uh, cl uh, close the end. There's a piccolo trumpet ending that will cut to and post after Paul sings Penny Lane in the version we all know and love. It just kind of a dong, and it just kind of fades out. On the promo version that was later put on the Rarities album as Baby TJ's holding, it ends with Penny Lane and the piccolo trumpet comes back and goes, bum, 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 bum. Oh, there it is. Oh, you I, have I, it? I, I queued it up. 
that's how the promo Penny Lane ends. And it got some play, because Rarities in 1980 was a charting album. It was basically a collection of stuff that wasn't on the American LPs at that time. They got lost in the There's a Place and Misery, See Leap Dick, your favorite. Tony loves Thank all the you. German love, Beatle yeah, covers. It's, uh, it's a quirk. <laughs> Don't uh, kink shame me on my uh, Beatles love, TJ. <laughs> no, the only one Beatles karaoke, it's always Come Give Me Dinah Hand. <laughs> Yeah, I'll see you over there doing that. Love when you say glucklick. Um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, oh, Rarity's also kind of famous for, if you had this, it was the first time since the Butcher cover, they had a hype sticker on here that said includes Butcher cover, and you opened up the gatefold, and it was the first time since yesterday and today was recalled that you could have it in your hands, which was kind of a cool thing. But yeah, so I almost bought it, but here's the thing. I... At some point, walking through the door will be my wife and seven-year-old. I promise I'm married. She just lives in Canada. <laughs> I feel like the, um, but no, like uh, I can't spend $30 on a Penny Lane promo 45 anymore and not you know, rightfully get yelled at. So that's, that's things fair. change when kids come into your life. And <laughs> That's fair. Well, if I may, TJ, thank you for sharing those photos. To me, that was a, sure. a definite Untitled Beatles podcast exclusive. Untitled Beatles Podcast Exclusive. Oh, shit. Last thing I want to show, and I just I just want to say, I'd be remiss if I didn't show this a tribute to my family. Uh, after uh, I learned about uh, death and uh, guns from the assassination of John Lennon. was a six-year-old is how I learned. It kind of shaped my worldview. Not going to get political right now. We'll save that for the podcast. Um, but this is, this is me with a... Oh, we're right. We'll do it live. <laughs> we'll do it live. <laughs> Fuck it. I made a petition that says, ban handguns, do it for John, and give peace a chance when I was six years old after John Lennon was killed. And I just found this recently. My mother passed when the pandemic started going through her stuff. I found this. Now, five people signed it, including my fake aunt, who doesn't really count. Um, fake she aunt? doesn't. Yeah, you know, everyone's got a fake aunt, right? That's my aunt Carol. Like, like really? it was like a wax figure or? Oh, no. She, it, was, it was an imaginary friend my mom had that she made me talk to. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, so other than the six signatures, I just, the Beatles thing runs deep in my heart. And uh, that's why it's fun to love them. And if you listen to the podcast, we often, we mock the Beatles because the whole spirit of the Beatles is comedy. There's a lot of funny, yeah, the Beatles were funny people and we love the comedy of the Beatles. And yeah. I think that's what resonated with us for sure. Yeah. And way to bring it down. Thanks, TJ. Well, and I do want to talk- <laughs> That was for, a joke. I'm being funny. For just a few minutes about Nixon. <laughs> there we go. Well, let's talk about our favorite live moments, shall oh, we? Oh, yeah, let's talk Beatles. We're going to talk about our favorite live moments from Beatles concerts. Yeah. We kept it uh, Beatles only as opposed to solo stuff. You don't have to be lonely at BeatlesOnly.com. <laughs> City folks just don't get it. Because it's our first live podcast, we thought we'd talk about our favorite live moments. I'll start with mine. How about The Cavern? The first time I think they were ever on TV... The Granada film crew came down Wednesday. It was a Wednesday, man. Lunchtime, August 22nd, 1962. It was their 126th lunchtime performance. Crazy. <laughs> Can you imagine 126 of those? And that audio came out recently of them doing For Me to You and, and Please oh, yeah. Please Me. At in a lunchtime the, performance. A lunchtime at like somewhere in London. or It was like a, yeah, yeah. that came out a couple, year and a half ago, whenever yeah. that was. That was cool, too. But anyway, I've always loved this footage. It's them playing some other guy at the cavern. 
And uh, here's a little snippet. The Beatles sing some other song. Yeah, man, I just love the energy of this. I wish they had put this on a record. I wish they had recorded this one in the studio. Tony prefers this to eight of the tracks on the Please Please Me album. That's, yeah. I can't go that far. <laughs> I will take this over Taste of Honey, but that's about it. And you love Taste of Honey. <laughs> I love that. It's that raw vocal sound that you hear on a lot of those early like chess records where the vocals are overmodulated, they're in the red. You get that vibe. It's rock and roll. It made me excited about rock and roll. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, take one. They did two takes of it. After the second take, so this is like Ringo's been doing this for like four shows. I think this is fourth show as like a Beatle, or it's been four days since he's been a Beatle. That's what it is. So at the end of take two, there's a guy that yells out like, uh, "We want Pete." I think. We want Pete. <laughs> we want Pete. They're talking about Townsend, right? Is my chronology? Yeah, yeah. Smash the guitar, Pete. Smash the guitar. Be a clown. Anyway, that's one of my favorites. I love that one. Uh, yeah. It's a great track. I feel like, did I, some other guy I was first exposed to in the Complete Beatles? Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's the first. And that, by the way, that, if you've heard the podcast, you know we want the Complete Beatles on DVD. There's no reason it should be yeah. ignored as long as it has been. Just because something is not created by them doesn't mean it did not exist. Yeah, <laughs> it man. It existed for yeah. many a year. But if I recall, Paul bought those rights and in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a vault they live. Yeah, it's, it's what, what's that racist Disney movie that's all sitting in a vault? <laughs> it's that and Complete Beatles. Um, <laughs> what am I talking about? Steamboat South. South. Steamboat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, by, maybe like make it a two DVD pack. Why not? <laughs> Confederate mini. <laughs> Song of the South returns, rich in American folklore. Where am I at here? Yes, it's time for it's your, my turn. Your this happens quite a bit. Tony's got to keep me in line. Uh, you know, born in 74, I was a decade after seeing uh, Ed Sullivan in real time. But for me, the excitement of All My Loving kicking off their exposure to American audiences, there's something about Ed Sullivan's intro the way Paul furiously counts it off and then just rips into it, not to mention, we'll get into this after you play it, George Harrison singing the double-tracked harmonies that Paul sings on the record, hearing George sing those harmonies is just astonishing. So yeah, it's a favorite of mine. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles! Close your eyes and I'll kiss you They're still screaming. Now they're not. It's a drone of screaming the entire time. And sometimes I think we've all seen the clip 20 million times in every documentary. Um, in the complete Beatles, they don't use this. They cut to the uh, recorded version, which is kind of <laughs> kind of strange. Yeah, they couldn't get the, right. Couldn't yeah. get, oddly, they couldn't <laughs> get the rights to the Sullivan one. And he does a five count. It sounded like he said we had a discussion about this earlier. Like, does he go one, two, three, four, one, or that's one, two, three, four, five? I hear five, but that's what I hear. One, two, three, four, five. 
Close your eyes. You're just thinking driving. You get driving rain in your head. Let's go for a drive. Favorite Paul McCartney record. Hey, Thank man, you. From a lover to a friend. <laughs> I, I'm a driving rain defender, but not right, my favorite I'm a, Paul record. And Thank I'm a you, flowers in the dirt defender. There can only be one. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Oh, you want to hear those harmonies? Yeah. Let's. So right. This is George and Paul. That on the record is Paul double tracking himself. Close your eyes and I'll kiss you tomorrow. I'll kiss you. I'll yeah. So that's the only time you ever hear it is is live. There's a magic to George's voice that blends with Paul. It's not often you hear just George and Paul without John somewhere layered in the mix, too. So it's one of those neat, unique moments. What I think I take for granted, maybe you all don't, but what what were they feeling in that moment when they were on the Ed Sullivan Show? And certainly Paul's talked about it and Ringo's talked about it. But to go through that, to feel the screaming being directed at them after they'd already had such great success in Britain, but to know in that moment, we've done this, we're here, is something that I don't think anybody else has ever experienced to that level and with that kind of sustained success, certainly not. Yeah, man, I mean, yeah, this is, how many conventions are there for other bands, right? Yeah. Or whatever you want to call this, festival. I keep calling it a convention, like we're... <laughs> <laughs> lawyers in the 50s <laughs> yeah. trying to sell you vacuum cleaners we do have chicken though to sell you no um, <laughs> let's move on uh, there's there's um, one of their performances they did in Sweden Stockholm in 63 so before, prior to their oh, yeah. big America thing and they're on a show I think it's called Drop In it was in Stockholm October 30th 1963 filmed in the theater of an amusement park which I always thought was Interesting. Uh, they come out, they do She Loves You, Twist and Shout. I saw her standing there with John's vocal way in the mix. I think Paul's yeah. mic was low. And then they go like, oh, do one more. And they, they rip into a, a really ripping version of uh, Long, Tall, Sally. <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs> I'm gonna tell and marry Still fucking rips. Uh, yeah, man, that that energy. It's. I think I love this period most from the Beatles live. I should say, because they're not tired yet. The screams yeah. haven't like drained them of their excitement. That you can feel that excitement, especially in things like Long Tall Sally, which is always a big one. But compare that to the '66 version, and you know, oh, the slog. Yeah, the, again, the, the Budokan rock and roll music <laughs> sounds like Hey Jude. The tempo <laughs> is like, if you want to dance with me, <laughs> they're just yeah, man. Yeah, and this is different. that version. You'll see. There's like a they use it in a lot of those uh, clip show kind of Beatle moments, but. Ringo's just going bananas on the drums, like Keith Moon style. And it's pro shot because it's for TV, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's pro shot and it sounds good. And again, again with the vocals in the red, I love that. I just love it. To me, it's exciting. It's the reason why I like rock and roll, you know? This is not a commentary on drugs, but what I will say is there's certainly a different energy pre-pot. You know, you really listen to something like that, and then, <laughs> right, again, the rock and music comparison, in fairness, is they were bored and high. Yeah, yeah, and they weren't on Preludin or whatever, because, right, you know, right. this is the, the Preli days. But, yeah, I just love that one, yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
Uh, speaking of Budokan, one of the first bootlegs I ever got and I bought here at Beetlefest was an unmarked, it just said Beatles Live. I didn't know where it was from. It turns out it was from a Budokan, uh, one of the Budokan shows. And the version of If I Needed Someone and the aggressive harmonies and it's off kilter and George is kind of smiling through singing it in a way that George doesn't always do. It's a weird, heavy take of one of the only new songs they performed right. on that tour. Yeah. And yeah, I love how heavy and weird this take of one of my favorite George tracks is. We'd like to carry on with the song, which is of our last LP. I love this feedback sound. The LP is called Rubber Soul. <clears throat> Yesterday and today. Which is sung by a guitarist, George, it's called If I Needed Someone. It's a little slower in the studio one. I always love that. They're struggling, and yet somehow it's glory. Is there has there ever been a band in history that when they're struggling is still so glorious? Like the Beatles going through the motions is an A plus. I don't like. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but it's we've all heard the songs twenty million times. But it's the fact that every time you can hear something a little bit different in it that just renews the love in a way there's no other band. Yeah, I mean, man. for you, it's pro- what maybe Brian Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Bon Jovi. <laughs> all right, all right. Whose team? Well, let's split the room. Whose team? Brian Adams, and this is Brian Adams over Bon Jovi. All right, we got two. Whose team? Bon Jovi. It's a tie, TJ. It's a draw. <laughs> Tony's on the work on the dime. <laughs> you can see us tonight in Liverpool. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna crash Liverpool. So. <laughs> hey, how come you yeah. jerks don't play no Badfinger? <laughs> we love we love heckling Beatle people. Right. We we believe the best way to represent Chicago is to be Chicago jagbags who yell at people. <laughs> all right, my last. I mean, th- now these aren't our all time favorite moments. We're just picking some favorite moments. But uh, DC, nineteen sixty four, February eleventh. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Sullivan was two nights before. That was the ninth. Yeah, it was that. They fl- landed the seventh, Sullivan the yeah. ninth, and the, DC the eleventh. That's crazy. It's a good set. It's like a half hour set, yeah. whatever it is, 35 minutes. Ringo's fighting with the drums the whole time. <laughs> well, they start the set off with like four guys, like four middle-aged guys in beetle wigs come out or whatever, <laughs> and then they're like, the Beatles, these this fad group. And the drums are facing the wrong way. You know, the amps are facing one way and the drums are so. Ringo Ringo gets his union card and turns this, <laughs> becomes a teamster and <laughs> turns his drums around. And then, you know, they a spirited set. My, one of my favorite performances is uh, I saw her standing there. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I guess I like these uh, up tempo uh, rockers. Uh, let's hear a little bit. Fight with that polka. Of that, yeah. <laughs> Beatles versus Sergeant Sauerkraut. <laughs> <laughs> on VJ Records and Tapes. <laughs> yeah, I think I like this moment going into the, the solo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
This is the one where Ringo really just starts going bananas. Yeah, he's doing, yeah. Right here. Not a bad solo from George either. Yeah, man, it's exciting, and like you can tell how exciting he is. Like right when Paul does the count in, right into the into the song, they cut to that one camera that's behind, and the camera was like, it's like almost like the cameraman's like, whoa, like yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this band to rock. <laughs> Perry Como doesn't do this <laughs> to my <Yeah>. loins. <laughs> Folks, if Perry Como does something to your loins, talk to a doctor about. <laughs> All right, it's, it's that one. Who knew? Um, yeah, yeah so, man. So that, that was that one. That that's such a great one. It's it's wonderful, and the footage. Uh, I wonder if they're gonna. Wouldn't it be great to see Peter Jackson get his hands on the uh, the the May sales, uh, the Beatles in U.S. Uh, do, that documentary. Uh, of them coming to to New York and then the train to DC and all that, it'd be great to see that expanded in Peter Jackson. And speaking of Peter Jackson, my last um, my last track, something we all saw when Get Back was released, and it's a version we all knew and loved. But hearing John rip through "Don't Let Me Down" with Paul harmonies to kick off is that the one we have? Is that the take? I've got, I got two. Yeah, I think so. All right, let's find out together. This <laughs> is forget. also our pre-show meeting, by the way. We're doing on on the air. Oh. Yeah, the harmonies. Don't let me down. It's the best version of this. Don't let me down. Billy. Still crazy that like that's a B side. That's insane that that song's a B side, right? Yeah. <laughs> I also feel the way about flying to my home, my friend. <laughs> my, for all you my brave face fans, <laughs> I'm telling you, flowers in the dirt. Um, yeah, I mean, certainly we've seen the footage of this, and the Peter Jackson thing was lovely and still just gobsmacking. But uh, as like I feel, and this is part of the version they use on the Let It Be Naked album. Remember Let It Be Naked? Oh, help me. Oh, four? Yeah. Oh, oh, three? Uh, I want to say oh, three, right? Uh-oh, oh. Oh, 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 three. Oh, three. It's a hardy, hardy air because my beloved Cubs lost game six and seven oh. at the NLCS. I remember nothing in oh, three. Bartman. Uh, yeah, but not his fault. Not his fault. Not his fault. Not his fault. I would have done As the, the same thing. As the TV show, the bear set straight. It was not uh, Steve Bartman's fault. Yeah, 100%. But Alex Gonzalez's fuck up, trust me, it's the real fuck up, right? Let the eight other fuck ups. But then all of a sudden, all those fuck ups are a wash because of Stephen Bartman. Because everybody and their mother wants to blame this fucking guy instead of the actual fucking motherfucking fuck ups who fucked it up. Okay, so we don't want to be Bartman, right? No, dumbass. You want to be Gonzalez. Oh, let's play everyone's favorite part of the, the Don't Let Me Down yes. uh, live version. Take one. Don't let me down. Right. <laughs> what, what, yeah. <laughs> There's a transcription there. But then, I love this part, though. Eye contact. I guess nobody ever. Okay, you got it. <laughs> they clearly love each other when they're seeing this. I mean, 
Yeah, man. That's yeah. A, that's what that's what Get Back did for me. It was a reminder of how in love they were with each other and with what they were creating. Even and when it was dying and they were like, you know, bickering about money or whatever it was, you know, Alan Klein, all that business garbage that ruins things. And it certainly got worse as the 70s went on, but who would have thought after decades of living through the Let It Be movie that Get Back would correct it to the point where the Beatles ending changed in our minds, <laughs> consciously. I mean, yeah, it, it, some it, say overcorrect, you know. Well, it, it had There's the, some stuff it had that's the been Disney glow. Right? Yeah, 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 Disney. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but it's it, it's true. I mean, what what a gift to have that. Yeah, man. Yeah. And those are some of our favorite Beatles live moments. Uh, we have some stuff to give away. We've got some Beatles trivia questions. Uh, for fabulous prizes. Yeah, um, and, and not so fabulous prizes. Just well, you know, yeah. random stuff. Oh, this is a big deal. Folks, it's about to get real. Can I swear in this room? Okay. It's about to get real. I just want to be very clear. And usually it's yeah. a clean podcast. Everyone here can probably have a Beatles keychain, Untitled Beatles podcast keychain. I think we have enough to go around. Um, we have, I have three copies of Kenny Rogers' The Gambler. Sealed, vinyl, sealed, and as you can see, it's boneless. This is a boneless variety. P3Z nuts. So uh, here, let's let's do let's do a, a a category three question from on their own Beatles solo question. What besides Paul appears on the front cover of the album Red Rose Speedway? A rose. I'm sorry. I know. I'm just. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not good at being a sorry, game show Sorry, sorry, part two. Who had a hit with the song The Rose in the 70s? You get three copies, my friend. <laughs> give it up, and give it up for Bette Midler. I mean, left us too soon. Is she alive? <laughs> yes, she's alive. Bette Midler alive. Um, All right, smarty guy, how about Tyne Daly? <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's, let's get harder. Let's do a, a albums and singles. Let's do a category four song. What song on the UK Rubber Soul has Ringo singing lead? Sir. What goes on? What goes on? Give this man. Wait, bonus question. What album should that song be known for being on? Yesterday and today. <laughs> the American albums are the only way forward. Take our country back. Bring back Beatles VI. I just gave I just gave you that and you went, the hell? <laughs> 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 okay, let's do let's do everyone's uh, this here. We're in the United States. The Beatles in America. This to me is the hardest category. Let's do a category five. Ooh. Oh yeah, let's get real. Who <laughs> <laughs> who was the Beatles press agent who resigned at the end of the group's first U.S. tour? Ooh. Decent question. Let's go to a category. It was Derek. T oh. I just said, sorry, I gave it away. I'm sorry, I gave it away. Wait a minute. Wait, now, are you in on this? Is this collusion? I've seen Succession. That's not a reference that applies to this situation, but I've seen it. All right? All right, shut up. Okay. Sorry. I don't, I don't know how to host a game show. I worked on a cruise ship, but it's been a while. Here, let's do songs. Let's talk about songs. Baby. Okay. Uh, who played piano on In My Life? Oh, Billy Joel! <laughs> it's Billy Joel. Did you say George Martin? George Martin. You're, you're correct. Wrong. You're correct. 
Would you like two copies? <laughs> <laughs> or do you want to trade your copy for? Wait, I got something. Wait, I got a good thing. I got a good thing. All I right. Got a hat. I got a Beatles hat. Oh yeah, we have. We actually have some other fun stuff too. Uh, thank you so much. Let's do one last question for the Kenny Rogers LP. Let's do movies. Uh, <laughs> I know we had a Beatles convention. We got a Kenny Rogers CD. LP. In A Hard Day's Night, what song do the Beatles perform in the train's baggage car? Blackbird! Oh, scared me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Should have known better. Correct. You get a Kenny Rogers LP. Julia! <laughs> sorry about that. I get very excited. <laughs> the, the Paxil hasn't kicked in. I'm hoping the spotted cow does a trick. Paxil? <laughs> uh, well, TJ, we're wrapping up here. Do you have any last words before uh, we go off the yeah, air? Yeah, it's, it's a weird world, and the Beatles unite us, and the Beatles are awesome, and what a great thing to get to celebrate. I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel like it, it really feels like a holiday being back here at Beatles for the first time in over a decade. I'm so happy to be back. It feels like you're amongst our people. Now, has the staircase <laughs> thing changed? They used all the singing used to be under those stairs for well, decades. now there's a guy that looks like uh, Freddy Krueger hanging around there. <laughs> yeah, this Michael is awesome. Myers. Can we <laughs> talk about this for a second? We're we're clearly nerds. These are it's my stack of Beetlebest programs since the early '80s. I'm a nerd. We're all nerds. But what's going on with the people dressed the way they're dressed here? I'm not talking about the the Beatles. There's shirts. a fan expo. We're sharing this part of the uh, Rosemont area with. Uh, it's it's called what is it fan expo so so it's uh, I saw some Star Trek people I we see Freddy Krueger we've seen <laughs> yes we have I saw Catwoman Catwoman people with boxes on their heads with the, you know no judgment no you know I'm not gonna did you just call people box heads in 2023 <laughs> cancel Tony come oh, on y'all got canceled I'm getting canceled in Rosemont <laughs> Donald E Stevens <laughs> presents. Uh, I agree. I agree, yeah. TJ. Yeah, that's what's nice about being here. Like it is. It's it. Uh, whatever. I, I don't like the word safe space or whatever. But this is. It's a safe space for us to just like be Beetle goofs and Beetle fans and Beetle lovers and sniffers and all that stuff. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great to be amongst fellow. But thank you all for checking us out. We do a podcast called the Untitled Beatles Podcast. Uh, the, you we're know we're working on it. One, what yeah. are you, our lawyer? So Why don't you take letter, a break? <laughs> we're doing a letter writing campaign. Right. Uh, to, yeah, but to get Cagney and Lacey back on the air again, we really want that show on the air again. Yeah, and that's a big thing. Now, we are going to do a, a pretty in-depth thing on Sometime in New York City and Cagney and Lacey and how both, <laughs> as a double album and a long-running show, they really work together. You know, have you heard Time Daly's cover of "Woman Is the"? Oh, we got to go. <laughs> Thank you. Podcast. <laughs> Like and subscribe. Thanks for coming, everybody. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah,